genre. Recording? Same. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. I have the minute up in the background. Oh, you just missed you just missed Sad Hagrid on Friday. He showed up to talk to Harry and Harry shot him down and walked away. You know, I actually oh, said on Friday I said on Friday that it seemed like Harry was like looking around like he heard something, but we the audience didn't hear it. And now that Hagrid's gone, we're going to? Like, I'm interested in that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do this, then. We We solemnly swear we're up to no good. everybody to Harry Potter in the Chamber of Minutes, the fan podcast that's overanalyzing the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Trey Cope. And we have our good friend George Hendricks from the Mogwai Minute with us this week. Welcome, George. Hey, I'm here. Welcome. I'm so excited. I'm yeah, it's been it's been a minute since we've uh, we've talked. Yeah, yeah. We had you at the very end of Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, and then we the had you like finale of the chess set. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. that was so good. That was so much fun. And then we had you pretty early in well no, I wouldn't say pretty early. You're still probably like half an hour into um Ferris Bueller. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun too. Chicka chicka. Chicka chicka. That's the wrong show. We don't talk about no, that over it's here. It's always the right show. Ferris Bueller's always the right show. I agree. I love that movie. You know what? I it's been a, it's been a minute since I've watched that one again. Maybe I'll go back and watch that again pretty soon. It's always harder after we've done this minute thing to go back and rewatch the movie now that we've scrutinized it. Yeah, it's a different experience. I have to give myself some time, like a good long while. Like I, I haven't. Uh, I watched Gremlins all the way through around Christmas, and that was the first time I'd actually watched any of it since we'd wrapped. Like, wow. I think I've seen Ferris once since we wrapped, and it was a couple months ago. I was, like, pretty sick, and I took off work and was like, this is the movie that I always go to, so I popped that on. But I haven't watched Sorcerer's Stone again. You're done with it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe oh, I did now. really enjoy the uh, the sequel to Fantastic Beasts trailer I saw the other day. That was yes, that we, uh, on our weekend edition that, that uh, went up last weekend, we talked about it. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for... Uh, I'm excited to see what they do with it. It's very simple, but very to the point. But it definitely, uh, it was awesome. I was like, yes, this is what I'm looking forward to. Yes. More, uh, more of this. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I just, um, I don't want to get my expectations too high, but I'm always happy for more of the magical world. Like, Yeah, exactly. I'm all for it. Um, Today, in our magical world, we, <laughs> we are talking <laughs> about Minute 81, which starts with spooky sna- spooky snake whispers. Victoria, I told you I was going to write that in my notes. Spooky yes. snake whispers. And it ends with uh, with Harry's gentle touch. Slight, delicate. Just very dainty. A boy's um, touch. Aww. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I was saying I was saying that last week it, it looked like Harry was, like, distracted while Hagrid was talking to him. And we, we kind of pitied Hagrid. Like, aww. Like, Harry's just ignoring him. But Harry is actually hearing something. And, and we've talked a little bit about Chris Columbus doing this, about, like, pulling us in and out of his, like, his POV 
Um, when we heard the whispers like this last time, Harry was alone and he heard the like, kill, kill. And he came down the hallway and when he met Hermione and Ron, all of a sudden like that stops because now we introduce like these other characters who can't hear it. And this is like a reversal of that. Do you think it's like the part of his brain that comprehends and speaks parcel tongue? It like has to turn off in order for him to comprehend English or, or you know basic or common or you want to call know. it. You know, I don't know. I don't know because so he's like I can't I cannot listen to parcel tongue and I cannot listen to humans at the same time. So you got to pick one. I uh I don't know because when he was talking to the snake during dueling club, he didn't realize that he wasn't speaking English. So maybe it happens like subconsciously. But also, like, everyone yelling around him, he couldn't, he, he, like, we didn't get to hear that. We were focused on just him speaking. So That's true. If that was his brain, like, focusing on just, because he's new at it. Maybe he's, like, you know, fresh. It takes a little bit more work. Yeah, he's got to get older if he can, like, start to multitask that one. Sure. Well, and and I think that that's what they, that's definitely what Chris Columbus sort of does with the way he shoots it. Because then we, like, we focus intently on Harry and we hear him speaking Parseltongue. And everything else kind of gets, like, muted out. And then at the end of the week, last week, when we saw Hagrid, Harry was sort of looking around like he could hear something. But we, the audience, don't hear it until Hagrid walks away. Yeah. I personally, I only I only speak, I speak a little French and a little Spanish, but I don't like speak them enough to be able to like, hold on a second, I need to talk to this person in another language. So I don't know what it's like to actually converse in two different languages at the same time in order yeah. to like have a conversation. So I don't know what that part of your brain does, but I have to imagine it's got to be somewhat similar. It's not like you're just like a constant stream of input. That's true. That is true. But it, it seems to happen to Harry, like Harry didn't have to like learn how to speak Parseltongue. So I, I, there's like a weird instinctual thing too. Well, it's kind of, I think it's kind of like being born psychic. Like you, you can turn it on or turn it off, but it takes a while for you to like use it without, you know, overloading yourself and like sure. you know, without having to focus so hard on it that you exclude everything else. If psychic exists, do you think that that's the case for like most of these? Like, we have a, a handful of characters that do have like inherent magical ability, like Queenie and Fantastic Beasts being a legilimens and, and mm-hmm. Tonks being able to like change her physical appearance because she's a metamorph magus. Like that's something that when they were kids and they were developing this, it would be like more difficult to do. But now now they're experienced adults. It's just like a it's just an all a thing that's always there. Yeah, know? it's just like a muscle you keep building and then all of a sudden you can do it, you know, at will. Mm. Interesting. I like it. I wrote down um, what what we're what Harry's hearing in parcel tongue and the. Do you speak parcel? Are you a parcel mouth? Shh! Don't tell anyone. I'm I'm asking. No, You're no, the one who's I can't be actually. I can't actually speak to snakes. But sure, Gary. But turn, wink, wink. When you turn, when you turn the volume up pretty high and you've got headphones on, uh, you can make out a little bit more of what he's what 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 is being said, and it says, um, "Blood, I want blood." They all must die. And then it's the the kill, kill, like whispers. And then the last before it like cuts away, it says it's time to kill. Like this thing is like in the process of hunting. Harry's like got his ear to the wall. Like, is it just on the other side of the It's wall? in the pipes, Gary. Yeah. Or it could be traveling down <laughs> the pipes and he's hearing an echo. Is this like oh, that's true. before or after? So has the petrific spoilers for the late end of the minute. Has this petrification already happened or not? Like, is it going on right now? Was it leaving the scene of the crime and that's why Harry doesn't see it there? 
I think it's happening and then it happens and then he at least because there is like a cut. There's like a there's like a gap in time where he's like following the sound and then he comes around the corner and sees what had happened. And so, but there's like a there's like a space of time in there. Like yeah. that's when it could have happened. I understand that. I feel like I mean Harry when Harry's following the sound down the wall. There's a doorway that he crosses in front of. So I can't imagine like how we don't know how thick the Hogwarts walls are, but we know how big the basilisk is. Yeah. So I I I don't think that it's just on the other side of where he's at. Right. I feel like this voice the sound is just like maybe traveling like pretty far and only he can hear it. Cuz if it's just on the other side of this wall, there's like a room there. Yeah. What if it's a bathroom? I don't know. But here's the thing. Here's an idea. If he'd only known about this a few few movies later, um, the room of requirement. What if he had imagined needing a room that was really good at catching a basilisk and Ooh. just waited for it to plop in there? And then, <laughs> boom, there he goes. We've caught it. Like, you should have gone in that he room. He set the trap. Yeah, it's yeah. just got, like, this just got, like, all the tubes basically converge into this room, and it basically <laughs> just dumps the basilisk out and then, like, shuts the gates and it's stuck in there. Perfect. The basilisk just looks confused, like, what the hell? Like, what the hell? Where did, did this come from? How did it get here? <laughs> this wasn't here before. The pipes didn't lead this way. Yeah, right? Like, I, I swear I came through this way before. Well, okay, <laughs> the, the, again, we have this issue of, like, the Chamber of Secrets pre-existed before like internal plumbing in Hogwarts existed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how is it traveling around the school back then? Maybe that's why it it didn't travel around the school because it was, yeah, it was stuck in the chamber until they figured out how to open it. And they're like, Oh, look at all these places I can go. Huh? (laughs) Now she's like, (laughs) Oh, cool. I'm just going to like, dang, I got free reign now. I still don't understand how it fits the pipes. Santa Claus. That's why it always seems to be striking at random places because it literally, there's no way for it to know the pipes like the back of its hand because it doesn't have them. <laughs> Perfect. I like that. Um, I do want to point out though, like my, I, I, my theory has been that this is, um, that it's always coming out of the same place. Like that the entrance, the one entrance is in Myrtle's bathroom and whenever it leaves the bathroom like there's it floods and people are typically like around that corridor when they're found like i'm pretty sure this is the same i'm pretty sure this is the same hallway where mrs norris was and there's water on the floor again just like there was when we found her half an hour ago i mean you you think they just learned to stay out of that hallway right or like start investigating in that general area i don't know it's super weird, and I don't like it. But yes, yeah, so Harry comes around the corner. He he bypasses this puddle on the floor, and we find two more victims, uh, two more people that have been pet. Does Nick count as pe- people? He's, he's already dead. Like, but he's petrified. I which never made is sense he to though? Me. Which all right? So here he's this was dead. so this is a thing that doesn't happen in the book because they just say, oh, Nick's petrified. But they had to get all fancy in the art department here. And so you see, like, his, like, jacket kind of waving in the breeze. If he's petrified, that's not going to happen. It's not like his clothes are a separate entity. He's made of the same stuff. Nick would be petrified true. through and through no matter what. It's not like he's going to, like, just parts of him would selectively be petrified. How corporeal 
is Petrified Nick. Like, he's a ghost, so normally he would pass through things, but is he more solid now? Right, like, can you bump into him now? I don't know. Mm, like he's Could like Harry more, like, gingerly spongy? touch his hand? <laughs> maybe. He's just, like, pushed maybe. through. Maybe. just like, it's harder to push through. Or maybe he's, like, just as incorporeal. It's just, you know, he can't move, and so he's just hanging there. Just hanging there. Although, if that's the case, how do they get him to the uh, to the hospital wing? I don't know. Right. <laughs> I assumed that maybe like, he uh, was kind of physical. And Professor like, Dumbledore, we can't get a hold on Nick. <laughs> oh, Bob, and, and if they're supposed him, to give him, him like some kind of concoction or whatever that's supposed to make him unpetrified, how do they give that to him if he's not flesh and blood? Yeah, anymore? I don't. I don't know. I think that him being petrified makes him more solid for some reason. Maybe. But if they can't move his body because it's so weird incorporeal thing, uh, like, that's got to be a pretty big morale, you know, bummer. Yeah, so they just, just like put a curtain up around him. coming down this hallway, just walk through him. Yeah, they just have a curtain hanging around it, so, like, Aww. just don't go there. <laughs> like there's, a privacy cones. curtain for your headless they, Nick. They throw a sheet over him. Will the sheet just go through? No, you're right. He would look, he would look more like a ghost then. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They gotta, put, they gotta put some cones out. Some cones. Aw. <laughs> That's so funny. Go around, children. Go around. Deep breathing. Yeah, it just says that nearly headless Nick, no longer pearly white and transparent, but black and smoky, floating immobile and horizontal six inches off the floor. Oh, so he's like, he like passed out or something in the book. He's like floating horizontal. That's interesting. Yeah, he's also got like you know, like I like how in the movie he's actually kind of like smoking, except for the the weird overthinking of the flapping cape. Like yeah. the fact that he's like lightly like transpire like transpiring whatever ectoplasm does when it's been petrified. I like that. Yeah, he sort of dangles there. No, it's definitely weird. I I think that like the fact that it looks like there's like smoke coming off of him, like from his neck and like like his upper torso it's it's strange to me i i feel like his i don't want to say that it seems like his body was more solid before but like his form wasn't dissipating in this sort of way before right do, do you think there's some sort of like heat transfer that like when he becomes petrified like this is like heat escaping from his being so it's actually like real wispy smoke and that's why everyone looks kind of cold and dead Maybe. Because, you know, the heat is, like, sort of, like, pulled from their body when they're frozen like this. I thought... Maybe that has something to do with the Basilisk's powers. It's, like, it's not just, like, a... It murders, but if it sees you directly, it, like, it, like, removes your essence, your life force. But, like, if it just reflected, then it's more like a, like a, like a flash freezing. Okay. I like that idea. And then it's... I I think the idea of flash freezing feels a little better to me. Because the idea that, like... I guess in that case, then there would still be at least some heat to remove from Nick. Because I think in the couple times that it happens between the books and the movies, when, like, a ghost passes through a person, they are still described as, like, cold. Like, cold. that traditional ghost idea. Yeah. Like, they're, like, a like yeah. colder than the air around them. The, but they're still not, like, The numb spirit, frozen. null spirit sort of thing. Yeah. So there's still something to, like, lose here yeah it definitely does seem like um i imagine like like fog in the morning or something like that yeah mist yes yes in the in the book 
at this point, when Harry finds this body, this is just after he's heard um, Ernie McMillan talking to Hannah Abbott about like, oh, like Justin's hiding in the common room because Nick, uh, because Harry has marked him as his next victim and blah, blah, blah. And there's like a brief bit of time before Filch shows up or before anybody shows up where Harry kind of deliberates about like, I could just leave. Like, cause this is another case of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he had nothing to do with this. Like there's no reason that he should stick around. Like he'll be, people will be more suspicious of him if he stays. Yeah. You but, should, you would think that by this time he has had enough weird stuff happen that he knows that when it goes down, he needs to be on the other side of the castle. Exactly. Right. And you exactly. take off. But instead he still chooses to stay there. Because he's more concerned with, like, either helping someone or getting somebody who can help than than letting someone else take the, not take the blame, but, like, take the responsibility. Right. There's something kind of noble in that. Right? He's more concerned with helping them than he is with his reputation. Yeah. But it kind of sucks. I mean, we had that extended cut last week when we talked with Crystal about Ernie McMillan having exactly that conversation. Like... You know, he can talk to Hannah. He can talk to snakes. Like, there's not a decent wizard who can do that. People are suspicious. And I mean, snakes are creepy. Snakes I are creepy. I know herpetologists, they like, they're not slimy. They're smooth. They're dry. I get it. But inherently, snakes are creepy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a Ask I'm Indiana a Jones. I he like snakes. Like, yeah. <laughs> you like snakes? I like snakes. I've had a snake before. Oh, I've never, mm. I've never had any snakes. I, I had a snake when I was a kid. Oh, what kind of snake? A ball python. Oh, my stepdad had a ball python for a little while when I was a kid. I like snakes. My husband likes snakes. He's, I've owned snakes and turtles and nice other reptiles or stuff. So I don't know. I like snakes. <laughs> Victoria likes snakes. I do. I That's like the, snakes. The snakes get the Victoria Cope seal of approval. <laughs> I can't speak to them. So, but I do. Are like you sure? Them. I don't know. I haven't owned one recently. So maybe. Maybe. You practice, right? <laughs> I'll get I'll get a snake, and I'll start practicing. I'll get back <laughs> whisper to at it and see if it does anything good. <laughs> I watch my eyes get all wide when it listens to me. Like, oh crap! It starts nodding its head. I'm like, all right, no one, no one must know. So, so we don't we 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 see Nick in the background, but we really kind of focus on uh, Justin on the floor here. And let me tell you, petrified Justin is horrifying. He looks like dead Justin. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Rigor mortis has set in. He's just straight up dead. I know. His his mouth is open. His eyes are open. Uh, his hands are sort of like outstretched. Like he's just like he was saying something. Maybe? Oh my God. What was that? Flash frozen. Like, Hello, Nick. <laughs> Aw. That sucks. It's really creepy. And then Harry like touches his hand. He's never seen an episode of CSI, has he? You never touch the body. And okay, so what if this was originally supposedly set back in the 80s, like they said, the 80s or 90s? He still could have watched Matlock. You never touched the body. <laughs> you watched Matlock. Oh, that show's so boring. <laughs> yeah. That's why old people like it, because it lulls them to sleep. Or like Perry Mason. That was even worse. Which one? Perry Mason. I don't know what that is. It's even older. Yeah, it's like a yeah, um, show. Raymond Burr. Uh, yep. Yep. There yep. No, Harry touches him dummy amateur and then you get walder frey coming in from behind catching him in the act <laughs> yep almost coming around the yeah he comes out in the background we don't quite see we don't we don't 
the camera doesn't zoom in on him yet, so he's still out of focus. But we know he, we know who this is. We know what's about yeah. to happen here. He's so mad. He's gonna be so mad. Oh, he's he's out to get Harry now because he's like he killed my cat. What <laughs> what do you what do you think it must be like for Harry? Like he overheard. Okay, okay. Harry's had like a really really shitty day. Yeah, yeah, the worst. They had dueling club, mm-hmm. and and Draco produced a snake from nothing, and it went after Justin. Mm-hmm. And Harry, believing he's speaking English, told the snake to leave Justin alone. But no one Harry heard. Harry was very misunderstood. Yeah, no one heard that. So the snake gets destroyed. His friends are like, "Hey, you're a parcel mouth." Like that's weird. That's what. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Slytherin was a parcel tongue. For all you know, you could be the heir of Slytherin. And then they go to study hall, and he overhears Ernie McMillan, this Hufflepuff, saying like, Hey, Justin Finch Fletchley, you know, the kid that almost just got attacked by Harry Potter with the snake in Dueling Club, he's hiding in the he's hiding in the common room because we don't want him to get like petrified or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like you heard what happened to Colin. And then Harry walks out and literally discovers the body of Justin, the person who's supposed to be hiding from him. Like, Damn That's it. a very tight timeline. It is. Although, if any prosecutor would get that thrown out in a heartbeat because just location, motive, means, opportunity, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we did have a, like a brief run-in with Hagrid. So when Hagrid shows up later this week, he's got an alibi. But that sucks. Yeah. It just. I mean, when you got like just nothing but kids around that. Their imagination is going crazy. Like and you paint this out, it just looks really bad for Harry. All it around. could have been any other. If it had been any other kid who got petrified today, then then maybe. Then maybe it's but not no, Harry. it's 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 Justin. It's so that, it's, yeah, it's that Harry it. Potter uh, coincidental. Yes, yeah. Same thing with Colin Creevy too. Like we had Colin oh, Creevy just, kind of shadowing just happens to be kids that are hanging around harry oh huh, i wonder why that you is you think you would learn hey don't be a dick to harry otherwise your next mouthful that's no. why if that's only. why ernie told him to hide and apparently justin didn't listen because no. he came out yeah why is he out why was he out i don't know it looks Ridiculous. like he's got like paper on the floor next to him like he was uh maybe he was getting <laughs> help with homework studying or something i don't know because yeah, when we pan down on his body i think you can see like like some parchment in his in his uh like next to him on his left hand. Oh, there is, yeah. Like a like an open book or something. Well, we know Yeah, cuz we're not going to really get to talk about this in retrospect. We know what's actually going on. Like why Do we? <laughs> We've been spoiling this anyway. We we are aware of who has the diary and like what it's doing. Right. Right. Do we want to why why Colin Creevy? Why, why kids I, I that are attached I don't think to like Harry? the. I don't. Well, I mean, because these are people that are bothering a Harry. It could be sort of like a thing of like Ginny's writing in the diary about things she sees. So she sees like Colin Creevy bothering like Harry is like, oh, this little prat of a boy was harassing Harry. And he's in my grade him. and blah 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 blah. <laughs> and then you know, it was like Justin Fletcher was mean to Harry, and like you know, she has a thing for him. Yeah. 
So she could be illustrating all these things in her diary, and that sort of like maybe not actively sends like a heat seeking missile, but like sort of like but a it's tunes. like influencing that. Yeah, yeah. If I was her, I'd be like, oh, this this Ernie McMillan is such a jerk talking crap about Harry over there. Like but he's would... a he's a pure blood going back nine <laughs> yeah, generations. He said true. in the book, yeah. and so like there's also there's also <laughs> the um it's it's the it's will meet, of the diary it's gotta meet criteria yeah they it's people that are bothering harry that are also muggleborn yeah the basilisk also has like some sort of like sense for what is or isn't like a pure blood because it was raised to like sort of like seek that out yeah it's super well my assumption was always that the basilisk was being like that that all had to do with it being directed because if, if the basilisk had just escaped of its own volition I think that it, it wouldn't care who's pure blood or not. Like I like I don't think that it's a special it's a special basilisk. <laughs> it could smell your blood and know. Yeah, it's but trained. how? How can how can that implies that It's a basilisk hound. Right? <laughs> there That's you go. so silly. That implies that like the genetic makeup of a person's like bl- like the I don't know, like, that either it can sense, it must be a sense thing. I don't think smell is the right word, right? If it could smell a pure blood versus a mud blood, then that would mean that, like, the the inherent difference of being able to cast magic or not is, like, in the blood? Because I don't think that, like, on the cellular level, like, mm-hmm. the DNA level. No, I don't, it might not have anything to do with magic. It could I, be, like, a simple genetics thing. I think you're thinking magic and not science, and there is elements of science in magic. Well, we we definitely see like the idea of like heredity. Like there is, you're right. Like definitely like a genetic component. But how how does the with the basilisks? I don't think that the basilisk would be able to sense that, like the genetic thing. Well, I mean, I if you can't so. if you can't like you know rule out or if you can't figure out a way for have it to be led, then really the reason all these various people are being petrified is pure. Sure, sheer coincidence. Well, um, I think and I that feel it's, it's even less believable. I think that it is being directed and not that it's just like, I, it's not because it's not just any mudblood that's being either. Like it's definitely like people that are around Harry. Mm-hmm. And so that's like a choice I think that's being made. But I think, yeah, I, I definitely think like if, if Tom Riddle wasn't around, right? Like if he, if he wasn't in the diary, if the diary wasn't possessing Ginny, but like, by some other coincidence, the chamber was open and the monster was let out. Mm-hmm. I think it would just indiscriminately kill. Like, I don't think that there is any... That the Basilisk has a will of its own to hunt down Muggleborns. Because why would it care? Hey, 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 watch your names. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a creature. It's not like a sentient, intelligent thing in the same way that, like, a human is like making the decision like go hunt down that guy eh. i guess you guys can talk about it more and figure it out as you go i guess so i don't know that's my theory i don't think the i don't think the basilisk cares about who's a muggle lord and who's not that was everything i have for today how do you guys feel <laughs> i'm ta- i'm tapped out cool yeah. awesome um, would you like to let everyone know where they can find you george um i am in denver but I'm not going to tell you specifically yeah. where. Just show up and start wandering around, and you might see me. Just, I have a beard. Just, just yell out, George. George. Yeah, you start yelling at me. I don't know. I don't think I've met anyone since I've moved here named George. So your odds might be pretty good. <laughs> there you go. Idea. Right, you're just like, who's calling my name? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just going to be sitting at a bar or sitting somewhere, and you're going to be like, what? What? Why is... <laughs> who's yelling? Who's really? yelling my name? A drunk person yelling my name. George. It's like yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Although in August, you guys can come out and just start yelling. Perfect. And then I'll answer because I'll be there. I'm excited. I really want to make that yeah. happen. You should make it happen, Gary. It'd be so cool if we could do that. I'm excited for that. Movies by Minutes Con Part 2. Is it Part 2? Yeah. yeah the second one. Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> nice. The re- redo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah. Otherwise, you can find me on the internet at the Mogwai Minute. Um, or uh, actually, if you just want to, if you just want to like talk to me like as a digital presence, you can find me on Twitter at at underscore at g underscore fourth. That's my personal Twitter account, Ooh. and I've been using it more lately, mostly to promote podcasts. But still, I've been using it more lately. So nice. feel free to pop on there and say hello to me. Go uh, follow George, and yeah, come back tomorrow as we discuss minute eighty-two of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mischief Managed. Ooh, I liked the sinister tone. I know, his was spooky. I know, I like that. I got dark. I got some sinister mischief. Sinister mischief. Sinister mischief. I like it. <laughs> <laughs>